Hello, this is James Grunvig with Unrestricted Warfare on Decentralized.media. Yes, I got a very special show with several scientists, international from all over the world, including Dr. Robert Young, Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger, Anders Brunstad, and a new fellow named Pierre Halla. Sounds like he's from Scandinavia or maybe even Norway. And we will dive into graphene oxide. Is it in our water systems? Carbon nanotubes, all of this nanotechnology, are they putting in our tap water? That, that is something we're going to explore today. This is a two-part show. So this is part one. We're going to rock and roll. There's a lot of news for a Monday morning. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, let's start here. And a third person or fifth person, uh, Thorburn, is going to join us right now. But let me play the first video out of out of London. And I actually find this very interesting. No one could answer this until this morning. What was this all about? Let me play it. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Kingsguard's channel fan account. Now, I've just seen something super rare in the middle of the Mall in central London. This is incredible. Now, from what I can see, this is the Blues and Royals Regiment carrying the colour. Now, this is super rare. You don't often see this at all. Just popped out of nowhere. So I wonder what's going on. This is incredible. So we're in the middle of central London, just off St. James's Park on the Mall. Now, often the white horse comes out when the king is present. But for what I can see, the king isn't around at the moment. And how I know that is the royal standard should be flying, but it's not flying right now. It's a union flag that's flying. So I don't know why we're seeing what we're seeing. That is really interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like blown away by it. Because, you know, originally last week they had an errant Trident submarine missile from the UK Navy. So I might, might have thought like, well, maybe the black flag is over the British mm -hmm. Navy flag because that was pretty embarrassing. But that's not the case. Well, what is the case? Well, I'll get into that in a minute. But think of the death of yeah. Jacob Rothschild. That's what I believe this is all about. And we'll get into that in a minute. But I want to go play video number two because this is the globalists we're going to defeat not trying to defeat we're defeating uh, them I'll get that. It, it is and i do hear you and the others in the administration and supporters talking about the vital necessity to do this but as people say hope is not a strategy and do you have any actual belief or reason to believe that eventually uh this bill will be paid and if not how are you going to make sure ukraine gets vital weapons and ammunition Christian, I have strong confidence that when the House comes back, after they've been out in their districts hearing from the American people, after they have heard from Ukraine, they have heard from Europe, 
which, by the way, just passed $54 billion in additional aid itself, that we will do what we have always done, which is defend democracy and freedom around the world, not just for victims of uh, tyrants like Putin, but in our own interest in preserving a free and open international order. That's what we need to do. We've done it before. And by the way, we have to remember that the bulk of this money is going right back into the U.S. economy to make those weapons, including good-paying jobs in some 40 states across the United States. Oh, I love uh, Victoria Nuland. She's just absolutely amazing. I mean, I just, amazing what she had to say. So the money laundering operation has been going on for two plus years in Ukraine is sending money back to the United States. No, it's not. It's sending money into the globalists that are trying to take over the United States with rigged elections and everything else. We knew this. We covered this. We've seen uh, Zelensky and his wife go buy Swiss chalets and everything else. It's, it's actually stunning that she has the balls to do it, but then she's a Zionist slash Nazi slash Satanists. We're fighting the Nazis from World War II, and people need to wake up to this. Now, let's get into the show, because there is a lot to cover today. Here we go, the slide deck. Yes. So here we are. We're at episode 47. We have, not only do we have Anders Brunstad, we have Dr. Robert Young, Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger. We have two others. There's uh, Thorbjörn uh, Morstad and we have Pirahala. They will be joining us in a two-part series today, uh, basically Black Death, Graphene Plague. It's in our tap water. How's it getting in there? Is it deliberate? There are a lot of questions to ask. So you can find me on Unrestricted Warfare or with my co-host Tracy White on Beyond the Bible, James Grenvig at Red uh, Rumble.com, Red Pill Project. Uh, we'll be launching decentralized media soon enough. Things are moving great in that direction. Let me start off with this. So now reports keep coming out. So secret CDC report, COVID shots killed half a million children and young adults. That's absolutely a fact. I don't even need to look at a study, but now it's getting full exposure. There's studies now on 99 million uh, people with adverse events, and the truth's coming out. About the 17 million, a lot more than that, died from it. You got to think of the turbo cancers, the uh, the, the the clot shots, all all the fake uh, reporting by uh, medical examiners in the United States and in the Western world. We're going to get to the truth of this global genocide. That is for sure. North Carolina County. This is absolutely stunning because we're talking about water and the water supply, and look what has finally happened. First county in the United States of 3,000 counties. North, North Carolina County bans fluoride after residents point to study that shows pregnant women who drank high levels of fluoride resulted in lower IQ in their children. It does a lot more than lower the IQ of the next generation, but we can ask the experts uh, what their thoughts are, but I think this is the beginning of a wave. We, we're able to put uh, notices of liabilities on the county, Clark County, sheriffs, county, mayors, and everybody, and everybody else in charge at the county and state level, you're going to see a massive change in cleaning up our, our environment. The globals are not going to do it for climate change. They want to tax you. We're going to do it. We, the people, are going to make the change. This is the start. So, Revelation 3.9, Synagogue of Satan. We know that uh, the Rothschilds family founded Israel. We know that, that star David 
It's only been around for 150 years. You will not find it in the Bible. You won't find it in the Torah. And you won't find it in the city of David because no archaeological evidence have ever shown. In fact, it's closer, more closely related, that star of David, to Satan than it is to King David of the old days. Well, look at this. So behold, a pale horse and his name that sat upon him was death. And how about that pale white horse in the procession for Lord Rothschild, right? Lord is only a title. He's not your Lord, not my Lord. And nor is King Charles your king or my king. This is the nonsense they, they put on us people, but we're going to get away from authority and officials because we're going to be we, the people of the world coming. The Rothschilds were also the uh, creators of the Federal Reserve. They also um, did the fake operation or the the, uh, the hoax on a Titanic. They actually sank the, the sister ship in insurance fraud and killed the three opposers to the Federal Reserve, the three other bankers on that uh, Titanic. They killed them. And this is how the Satanists work. They'll eat their own. This is literally what they do. So the Fed is dead. So with Rothschilds dying, I can tell you right now the Federal Reserve has, has been in bankruptcy uh, proceedings for the last four years. It is pretty much gone. The entire Babylonian system will be destroyed. The Great Reset will not be controlled by the World Economic Forum or any of the Rothschilds. It's going to be controlled by we the people. That's coming soon. Here we go. Jacob Rothschild, financed at dead age 87. So when I said the synagogue Satan, I don't say it lightly. I mean, look who he's hanging out with. Maria Abranovich, who's been connected to cannibalism parties in Hollywood. She's adrenochrome junkie. So you have to ask the question, are they Satanists? I say yes. That's just my opinion. And if you don't like it, that's just too bad, isn't it? So here we go back to the... Uh, to the flag that was covered. Was it a royal flag, Union Jack flag? I don't know, because it's got black cloth over it. But now we know it was in honor of what? Lord Rothschild. So why isn't Prince Charles there? Or Queen Charles or King Charles or whatever his name? Why wasn't he there yesterday? Why? I think he's been dealt with by the military White Hats. I think, actually, in my opinion, Rothschild, Jacob Rothschild was actually executed, military tribunal. My opinion, I guess we'll learn if that's true or not in the near future. Let's get into some better news. We got Dr. Robert Young in the house, and here are his books. The PH Miracle, that's very important to this conversation today. The balance of balancing your life and your diet and everything. And truth versus deception, liberty versus tyranny. This is also very critical to what's going on in the COVID psyop and a genocide attempt to destroy humanity and take over the world through transhumanism. We're going in that direction. Uh, Dr. Robert Young, you can find him on phmiracleproducts.com and drrobertyoung.com. Also in the house is Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger out of Europe. Astrid Stuckelberger.com. Notice how her name is spelled S-T-U-K, Stuckel, E-L, Berger. Okay, when you go search for her. Andrews Brunstad, yes, that's when he was a fisherman, I guess, during the Viking Age on some small wooden boat in Norway. But you can find him on facebook.com, people or slash people, Anders Brunstad. Now, I want to, with Dr. Robert Young to weigh on this. Every single person who has had, who has cancers has a pH that is too acidic. Robert, is that true or not? Well, it is true. What happens uh, very quickly is, is uh, the blood tries to purify itself <laughs> by pushing any waste, wherever it's coming from, the air, the water, the food, inoculations, what have you, it pushes it out into what is called the interstitium, the largest organ of the human body. It's a body of water. I call it the ocean, the body ocean. And its pH 
is mostly effective because the cells are dumping their waste products, the blood is dumping its waste product, but that environment surrounds every single cell in the human body, every single cell. 72 trillion cells are literally saturated in a pH that runs between ideally around 8.4, very much like our, the body, the, the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, a pH of 8.3. What happens is when we're exposed continually to toxins from the air, toxins from the water, toxins from the food, toxins from big, big pharmaceutical companies, uh, toxins, whatever that is, particularly graphene oxide and ferric oxide, now which we are being exposed to, this alters that environment. And when that environment is compromised, the blood pushes it out into the interstitial fluid and body cells start breaking down. Your liver cells, your brain cells, your kidney cells, your bone cells, and you start experience the condition of dis-ease, inflammatory conditions, uh, ulcerations, degenerations. All of this is a result of the body cannot keep up with the acidic condition that it's being exposed to. And so things start breaking down, you begin having symptoms. One of them is enervation. It may be lightheadedness, dizziness, muddle thinking, forgetfulness. It will increase to sensitivities, to inflammation. You cannot have inflammation without metabolic, dietary, respiratory, and I emphasize this, or environmental waste, toxins, acids. From there, it goes to induration, which is solidification and stones, pathological blood coagulation, blood clots, ulcerations, these are lesions, and then degeneration, i.e., you know, the increase in diabetes, cancer, all the degenerative conditions. These are symptoms, not diseases. The underlining symptom of all of this is an increase of toxicity, increase of acidity that leads to the one disease, which is the one disease, and the and, and the, the variety of symptomologies that medical science calls disease, but in reality, there is only one disease, and that's the overacidification of the blood, then the body ocean or the interstitial fluids due to an inverted way of living, eating, and thinking. And of course, being exposed to an environment that's not conducive to health and well-being. So everyone is being transfected. Everyone is being exposed to the toxicities uh, that we're going to be talking about. And everyone needs to protect themselves. And the most important thing, and these bad people, they know, the most important thing that we need to protect is the water. Because... We know that the body can live without food for 40 days. It can only live for about four days without water, okay? Four seconds without oxygen. So when the clots come in, we see people drop over dead and only, only you know, just four minutes without oxygen, not four seconds, but four minutes without oxygen and four seconds without hope. So as we're talking about there, there is a solution to these pollutions, but you have to understand the primary contributing factors and how this all works. And if you maintain the alkaline design of the body fluids, you then maintain the health of the human cell that makes up all your organs, glands, and tissues. 
So that's what the PH Miracle Revised and Updated Book is all about. Truth versus deception. And I would like to quote one of the greatest scientists of all time, Antoine Béchamp. And I quote, there is nothing so false that does not contain an element of truth, close quote. And so it is with the germ theory. There is no virus, folks. That's not the underlying cause. Germs are symptoms of cellular breakdown. Spikes do not cause disease. They're not transvected. Spike is a symptom of cellular degeneration, and it's caused by what we eat, what we drink, what we breathe, what we, what we think, what we feel, and what we believe. When we understand that there's only one sickness and one disease, and that's the overacidification of the blood, then the interstitial fluids, that is when we can take our right back of our bodies and begin to protect ourselves and also work together in order to provide solutions to these pollutions. And we need to stop them because it's not just chemical poisoning, it's also radiation poisoning. And so those combined together, chemical and radiation poisoning is leading to what we're experiencing, which is you know, all of these increased excess or all-cause excess mortality. So that's kind of a summary of my work. But when we talk about Otto Warburg, who received the Nobel Prize, we know that cancer is not a disease of the cell. It's a disease of the fluids of the body. And if you don't maintain the internal environment, the cells will break down. No different than caring for a fish in the ocean or a fish in a, a goldfish in a fishbowl. If the fish is sick, what would you do? Would you treat the fish or would you change the water? People need to start managing the internal environment of their bodies. And it's so simple to do. You don't have to have a doctorate degree. In fact, the doctors all need to understand this because they need to be re-educated. And that is the urine of the body is a waste product of the largest organ of the body, the interstitium and the fluids of called the interstitial fluid. When you test that urine in order to protect yourselves from all that's going on, you need to maintain the alkaline design of the interstitial fluid by testing the interstitial fluids. And you can do that with pH hydrant paper. When you test it, the ideal pH, when it shows up on that strip, that pH strip, should be minimum 8.4. 8.4. People who are sick are in the low sevens, low sixes, and if you have a serious health challenge, you may be even in the fives. And the reason why this is so significant is because the pH scale that goes from 1 to 14 is a logarithm to the power of 10. That means if your pH is in five, it's tens of thousands of times more acidic than normal. You see where I'm going with this? It's not just five to six, six to seven, seven to eight, eight to eight and a half to nine. Ideally, if you're dealing with any symptomology in order to reverse cancer, diabetes, uh, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, even whatever the disease is, lupus, et cetera, et cetera, any inflammatory condition, any 
reduction in white blood cells. You have to do that by maintaining the alkaline design of the interstitial fluids of the interstitium, and you can do it yourself. It's inexpensive. Get some pH hydrum paper. phmiracleproducts.com provides that. It's a low-cost investment to protect yourself. And, and when, when you find that your pH is low, it's below that 8.4, all you do is simply take a combination of salts, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium in the bicarbonate and carbonate form. Product is called four salts. When you do that, you take a teaspoon in four ounces of distilled or alkaline water, preferably, and you do that morning and night or anytime your pH drops below that ideal 8.4. That's where it needs to be. That's how you protect yourself. And that's kind of a summary of some of my research. But a lot of this, I'm happy to provide free of charge. Just go to drrobertyoung.com. I'll send you articles on this. I'll send you videos on this. So thank you very much, James, for having me on your show tonight. One last thing about Otto Warburg is that is that when the blood starts dropping, I want you to understand that the blood is life. That means that everything is defaulted in order to maintain the alkaline design of the blood fluids at 7.365. The blood is, the, the interstitial fluid is 10 times high of a higher alkalinity than the blood. The blood has a narrower range. The range is between 7.3 to 7.4. When you go into decompensated acidosis or 7.2 to 7.1, you're in serious trouble. At 6.9, you're dead. At 7.1, you're in a coma. So anytime it drops, and we're talking about 0.2 points from 7.365 down to 7.265, you're gonna be having serious health challenges. If it drops any further, like I say, you you have you're at a tremendous risk. So the blood, you ask your doctor, he says, oh, don't worry about the pH of the blood. Don't worry about the ORP of the blood. You don't have to, you don't have to listen to that because the blood is trying to save you. Where you have to look is the interstitial fluid. Well, they don't know how to test this. They don't understand the science. So when you know this, you can test your urine and say, hey, my pH is in the low sevens or low six or sixes or fives. I can do something simple about this to protect myself by putting more alkaline water and salts into my body. Two of the most important things that you should have in your you know, reserve to protect your, yourself and your family from these attacks that are happening on a daily basis. So much information here. But you can get the base of this from the PH Miracle book, Chapter 5, The Protocol, in Chapter 11. Thank you, Dr. Robert Young. Let's go to the next and last slide of this deck. Uh, Andrew sent this to me yesterday, and I found this interesting. This is part of uh, his thesis. We found carbon structures. So carbon uh, nanocarbon tubes, I guess it's called. The ribbons are in all samples except deep wells, but only a few samples done, very small sample size, so not significant, they claim. Anders, go ahead and talk about this for a moment. 
Yes, hello. So um, this is um, from um, an MD from Queensland, um, Australia, um, who is a member of the medical doctor for the COVID ethics in um, out of London or England. And um, it came out that uh, there is also uh, anecdotal references to that same issue in in UK, and then I think last week it was by um, Dr. Anna Mihal Sea uh, that she found suddenly huge amount of um, graphene type of quantum dots in uh, both. Uh, the, in front of the dentist teeth and yeah so what yeah she was on so, my so show she, excuse yeah. me Andrew she was on my show a week ago and what she found is when they scraped the plaque off dental patients they put it under a microscope and then they found what you're talking about keep going yeah so this is let's say um what alarmed me and um uh, all of us have heard about uh whether you call it chemtrails or geoengineering, but we know that they are doing bad stuff and we know we find bad stuff particles in the nature, in the snow, in the water, in the soil. But um, uh, what I started to look at was the idea of water. Is it in the tap water? And then I made an initial research and I found that there are patents and it is implemented and it's all over the place uh, since just a few years. And this is uh, something which um, alarmed me because uh, uh, we know how bad this graphene might be. Uh, but what also surprised me was that these kind of um, um, rubber synthetic protein um, the 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 polymer the the structure the, the polymer in, in the body, body which is in, in dead bodies now they yeah. were found on and bombers keep going yeah they started to find it about one and a half or no uh, in uh, back end of 2021 uh, on a burkhardt of germany and the theory at the time was that this is correlated to the jabbing of these so-called vaccines, which contain so-called LNP, which is uh, polyethylene glycol uh, types, and graphene oxide uh, nanometal or nano. And um, the assumption was that over time, uh, these would be, it would be less of them. And now we see somehow they are found in dead people now. So the question is, are they based on what the body got earlier, or is it based on um, the ongoing production claimed by uh, the mRNA of these uh, so-called spike proteins, uh, or is it connected to the um, graphene and the LNP, and is there a new uh, okay. source of this? And these are the questions, let's say, which are... Uh, investigated into uh, let's say yeah. science papers and so these are uh, questions which are needed to ask and i have made um, 
presentation based on this, and uh, I'm not sure what time we should go into that. But uh, is that we'll okay go into now? It. We'll go into it in a few minutes. All right, thank you. Astrid, uh, enter into this conversation wherever you like, whether it's the pH, whether it's the carbon nanotubes, or however you want to go with, or, you know, the water. Please go ahead, Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger. So what I want to say is that, the, the, yes, the quality of the water is a key. Um, our body is given, is a God-given body that should be regenerated uh, and regenerate every day. This is what it is about epigenetic, our gene. Uh, is a biological metabolism and there's always an epigenetic those three factors what you think what your emotions are the lifestyle and and the environment which most medical doctors forget so uh your presentation was really great i i i don't have much so much more to say than to say that um what they're trying to do is a system uh a biological system disruption that with this uh, graphene oxide or whatever they put in the body and in the environment in our food is that we are fighting uh, an infiltration, an invasion of a new type, or maybe it's not that new uh, because the Rothschild is 87 years old. And <laughs> they were, I think that it's been going on for a long time. But to make the link with the, the water and the graphene oxide, I think that um, we, we have enough proofs. If we put all the dots of the puzzle together, you know, the snow on Mount Shasta, is I don't know how many times, 100,000 times more uh, than it should be, than, than it is in Earth. It is a scientist in the US who have sh showed that. So the snow yeah. is already contaminated. The water is contaminated uh, itself, uh, but maybe we don't have enough measures to measure it in our Under Understand. Pierre Hall. And to measure in all our elements without taking it. All right. So, yes. All right, uh, Astrid, uh, you're coming a little broken up. I didn't mean to oh, interrupt you there. I don't know why. Uh, maybe my son's playing maybe, with the PlayStation. Maybe they mentioned your name and, and Zoom decided to disrupt you. You know, it's, it's, it's the deep state, I call it, right? They try to impact these connections uh, worldwide. Pirahala, nice to meet you. Uh, you want to give the audience, since you're a first-time guest, a little bit about your background? Oh, I've been studying homeopathy for uh, some years ago, and... Uh, um, I know uh, uh, this topic is water, and I'm fascinated by by the element. And and uh, I know earlier Robert Young here. He he was uh, together with Luc Montagnier, uh, and they uh, was interested in, in in the element water together to study. And and uh, was speakers on on a event in in Italy some years ago. Uh, so, so he's deep into this uh, too. So it's it's great to have such uh, uh, experienced people like like him uh, on this uh, uh, show. Um, uh, I myself think uh, uh, we need to look for solutions uh, and and to this warfare, uh, all spectrum warfare, we could say. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think. Um, for instance, the knowledge of Victor Schauberger, uh, 
who uh, studied in nature, and uh, then he he uh, uh, said that we we should try to study study it all of us and and try to copy it. And I, I see there are uh, people that have tried to to do things uh, with 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 um, um, uh, 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 technical stuff like uh, uh, I've. Uh, I, I'm self using a kind of a um, uh, a, sp a spring uh, on my my water at home, <laughs> so that to to energize the and revitalize the water, and um, we it's just an example that we we have to look for solutions now uh, in in different ways to uh, yeah to uh, rise our you, consciousness. Yeah, where do you live? Oh, I live in Norway. And, and, yeah, we're uh, in Norway. Because I want to. I'm the my. I'm first generation Norwegian. My mom's from Bergen. My father is from Fredrikstad. I want to explain to the audience, which primarily here is probably American. I want to explain how Norway is different than the United States in the sense that probably uh, ninety percent of Americans get their water through municipal water systems, through towns, villages, cities, of course, right into the suburbs. Norway is predominantly. How much of Norway is is well driven? How much is municipal driven you have a lot of hydroelectric there so on can you, can you do you know, do you know off the top of your head how many Norwegians live off their wells uh not so many uh but we, we are a quite regulated society and and um uh, okay. many things that Norway is, is so clean but but what we know now about water uh with all the pollution from yeah, the sky nobody. We we uh, we do have the same problem here as as other places. So so well, this is a worldwide uh, uh, challenge for us. So know yourself, know thy enemy. Um, um, I I'm kind of disrupted here by Torbjorn. Hey, <laughs> he'll be okay. on next. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hall, uh, finish up. Go ahead. Yes. So. Uh, so, as Robert Young says, uh, solution to pollution. Uh, we have to work fast on that one now. And uh, uh, I'm very interested in, in what he is doing now for for helping with with uh, 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 some solutions. So so I appreciate his work especially. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome, Thorbjorn. Introduce yourself. And my only question for you is. Do you think the uh, the enemy, the the globalists, you think they're trying to terraform our body into transhumanism? Go ahead. I'm completely convinced. <laughs> so uh, thank you for having me tonight. Yeah. And uh, wonderful see, to see all these uh, superstars. Yeah. On behalf of the human race, right? Well, I, I have 13 uh, going close to 14 years of experience with nanochemistry. Okay. And uh, I hear in in Europe, entire the entire people of Europe doesn't have much experience. For example, what does graphene, graphene oxide look like? You know? Yeah. One would think, for example, that graphene oxide is an oxide. But it's not. Nanochemistry presents uh, nanocapsules. That's what that's what uh, an oxide is. 
So, for example, uh, 10 years later, after I uh, had made myself uh, liters upon liters of graphene oxide, suddenly it came out uh, graphene oxide as uh, hexagonal shapes. Correct. And every time, every time you could see a, a picture of it, it was an illustration, not the nano capsule. So I can, I can, you know, I have to hurry up. Uh, I can tell you that you're all going to be very surprised when you finally see graphene oxide, because what it really looks like, we we know in advance that it's half biological and half synthetic. But when you really get to see it for yourself in a in a uh, electron microscope that is between eight to nine thousand uh, times the, the size. Well, then you will see uh, a cell membrane that is completely round. In just inside the membrane, there is a, a hexagonal shape. That shape, that belt, I call it a belt. Yeah, is is the only way to find out which which uh, metal it it's coming from because the center of that graphene oxide nanocapsule is full of uh silica in the center yeah with small tiny threads that looks like uh, um, veins right yeah. yeah so so you would you would quickly figure out that how come that you can mix proteins to uh, to the cell membrane because it it needs to to mutate or come together and that's actually what it does so in the Norwegian newspapers it came out a very superficial uh, 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 sentences about graphene oxide saying that it was the 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 building blocks of nanochemistry. Well, I had five Chinese laboratories on my on my responsibility, and and this is uh, ten years ago. And those five laboratories were spread around all China, and yeah. so I had a, I had a major, a, a huge uh, screen for myself, teaching on the spot all you know hundreds of of uh, of guys live, live, working in the laboratory. And I could see behind the the main doctor's uh, laboratory, hundreds of people only concentrating, only making graphene oxide. Like if that's the only thing about nanochemistry, right? Interesting. Well, yes. And so I I, I said that it, it's it's superficial that uh, you call. Uh, for for example, today we have uh, a brother or a sister of graphene oxide. Which is uh, carbon nanotubes, you know. The only way you need to do to transform uh, graphene oxide as a nanocapsule into uh, a carbon nanotube is to give it an electric shock. And as soon as you do that, you get a big surprise. In, uh, the next thing you see in the microscope is actually uh, a mixture. Uh, you won't you won't recognize the graphene oxide anymore. It's a mixture of um, um, tubes 
that are, that can between there's between three to seven to to ten tubes. Yeah, and those tubes has a positive charge. So what Dr. Young is saying is essential uh, in the sense that if you can send into the body uh, a product that is that has the the uh, property of being uh, uh, having a negative charge and at the same time has a have a, a um, magnetic uh, property so that you 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 get the intention of all those uh, semi uh, semi metals and you 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 literally take it off uh, out of the body much like uh, EDTA gel and much like uh, and I also, you know, um, shortly, I, I just wanted to warn people about this beautiful uh, story that that came out from uh, Carrie Cassidy and the uh, 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 Project Camelot. Yeah, I know Carrie; she's a good friend of mine. Keep going. Yeah, she she actually uh, she was at uh, Dr. Pete Peterson's uh, house. Yeah. Together with uh, uh, David Wilcock and, and uh, this other guy from the Project Camelot, yeah, and they they had him say, you know, the doctor, uh, the name of a very particular fish, and he promised he 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 told that he couldn't name the name of the fish because otherwise his life would be in danger, and then, if I recall correctly, you have Karen. Uh, uh, behind the camera and that's when dr peter pete peterson is saying ratfish and then you you hear karen uh uh laugh and says but but you just said the name of the fish and then he he tried to uh you know he he tried to save himself saying no no uh, there is a no that that's there is a lot of ratfish no. <laughs> well, actually it's, it's between seven and eight fish that kind of fish in the in the world, yeah. But in Norway, all the way from south and all the way up to north, yeah. As much as uh, the coast of Sweden, yeah. You really have a lot of of ratfish. We call it in Norwegian halmus. Yeah. So so you're from Norway, obviously. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've been to Lofoten Island, so that's all the way north of the Arctic Circle. I worked in Jutenheim Mountains. I, my parents, my mother's from Bergen. I worked in Stavanger. Uh, father's from Oslo area. So, you know, I've, I've been in Norway probably two dozen times in my life, worked five summers there. I know the country very well. So so for the American audience, what is a ratfish at, at a very high level? And there's there's eight types of them, right? And the only ratfish I'm thinking about is Jacob Rothschild, but maybe that maybe that <laughs> maybe that's wrong of me to say that. But but what is a ratfish? You won't believe the proteins. In the in the fish, the ratfish, yeah, uh, the 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 entire fish is liver, and you cannot buy it on the net because it's illegal to sell the ratfish oil without a certain gel, and this time it's not hydrogel, it's just a gel that makes sure that the body misses out of all the proteins before before it's too late. It, it's gone out of the body. And that's so you have to make it yourself. 
Yeah, you see, I have to catch the fish yourself and basically eat it uh, somehow. That, that's absolutely amazing. Because go ahead. But you, let me tell you this: that for the American audience, they should know that the secret name for ratfish oil is Activator X. And so you find Activator X and quite a lot of information when you read Dr. Price. Dr. Price from the 1900s, he, he, he got to be quite famous in the United States. Yeah. And he, he was a dentist, but also a scientist. And he, he discovered um, Activator X. He never knew it was a fish oil because NASA, the NASA doctor at the time, Pete Peterson. Yeah. He, Dr. Price couldn't, he didn't know that it, because 20 minutes, if you rinse, rinse the oil very well, it becomes like water. So when you touch it, you realize it's oil. Yeah. But then it 20 mi minutes in the, in the fridge and you, it loses the fish taste and the smell. And so, so uh, Dr. Price went out to, to look for something similar and he, and he found um, um, omega-3 and the high vit uh, vitamin uh, K2 as, as, but it was, it couldn't provide as much as, as uh, ratfish oil. And the ratfish oil is in the shark family, you know, it's, it's quite strange to, 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 to get that fish in Norway. <laughs> that that is a, an interesting story that's for sure um last question for you and then i want uh robert young and astrid to uh weigh in we got about 10 minutes left in this part one we're going to do the, the the powerpoint deck that uh, andrew brunstad in the second part of the show um lipid nanoparticles have become kind of like famous in the last three years with vaccines there was a theory uh, from Dr. Todd Callender, who's an international lawyer, that he's not a doctor, excuse me, Todd Callender, international lawyer, who looked at the patents basically saying the lipid nanoparticles can be a payload to carry a, I won't call it a virus, but I'll call it a toxin inside, right? And that if, the, if it was hit with 5G, uh, you know, three bursts, one minute each, it would supposedly uh, grow in size at a certain frequency, burst open, and then the toxin, the poison would be released in the body. And then the globalists would say, would call that disease X or Marburg or whatever flavor of the month they want to call it. So is a lipid nanoparticle uh, similar to a graphene oxide at nanochemistry? What, what Are they similar or no? Go ahead. No, lipid nanoparticles are very different in the sense that, that, first of all, today we have several lipid particles, not one. And they are they are semi from the nano uh, chemistry sector, and the other part is from proteins, and they put together, and that kind of proteins. So, um, for example, they attack the the amino acids, you know, the stem cells, and and they get into the stem cell, and suck a part of the of the DNA string and put an RNA string uh, to 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 change it yeah and then your behavior starts to change so initially what you just said sir is spot on they're really trying to change 
the the behaviorism of a, of a normal human being you know a balanced human being into something that doesn't look good no that that you know they they this is part of satanism in the sense that they want to destroy god's seed they want a triple helix as opposed to a double helix dna strand from what, what my research has shown and they want to make us you know artificial they, they absolutely want artificial intelligence their god is going to be ai and everything else so yeah. I, I think it's incredible Robert Young, Robert. Can, uh, I, can I ask? Can I just uh, um, Astrid, go ahead. Is, could I ask a question? Yeah, please. Um, because I'm very worried of the the deceptive narrative. The deceptive narrative that they are used mRNA with nanoparticles. So when you're saying nano caps, I'm like that's the nano lid particle, and they are changing. Could you agree that? There are deception in everything they describe. They don't even know what they're talking about uh, with the uh, COVID spike, etc. And could it be that it's nanocaps with inside graphene oxide that is coded afterwards with the 5G system smart city, which which is patents that exist? Could you say okay. that? This is this is complicated. Can't hear you. You want to unmute? You're muted. And now? Yeah, you're okay now. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, nanocapsules have a, as once they get into the body, they have a huge tendency to become what is called nanofibers. So, so lipid nanoparticles doesn't become, uh, nanofibers you have for example what is called um uh tyra grippers and tyra grippers is part of the of, of uh you know under the rooftop of lipid nanoparticles and it's very important not to just say lipid lipids you know because we have we're born with lipids and they're good they're good for us so we're not supposed to to get rid of the the our lipids from birth but lipid nanoparticles they uh they they're very dangerous so terra grippers the difference between you know um to make it really bad you have um lipid nanoparticles that that the, it there's only goal is to change the, the 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 DNA structure, change it, replace it with RNA uh, from from uh, various different animals, sick animals, uh, monkeys, rats, uh, you name it. With, with CRISPR Cas, is this with the CRISPR technique? Say again. Is this with the CRISPR Cas nine technique? Yes. That they do that. Yes, okay. a lot of information is is in that in that literature, uh, but it's it, you know it's I I don't I don't know where to start because I, I've been I've been trying to write letters to 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 at least make people aware of how what they look like, I, you know I was in the Nano Congress in Dubai eleven years ago. And there were rumors at the time that nanochemical zinc 
oxide is uh, heptagons, seven shapes. So, and we already know. I got I got pictures from from China, uh, uh, unpartial uh, laboratory, uh, and it was clearly written that they had used a microscope of eight between eight and nine thousand, and I could finally see what I've been making. You know, I've been making hundreds of nanochemical uh, uh, oxides, uh, and among them graphene oxide, and I could see um, uh, that. For example, graphene oxide is, first of all, it's very hard to make. I, I had to make five di different tanks, you know, um, containers, and three of them were successful. Because in nanochemistry, we have, we have, we have isotopes that, and uh, please, Dr. Young, listen to this. When you get a problem in the, when you're, creating graphene oxide nanocapsules the the tendency the, the the particles are so fragile to positive and negative energy that when on the, on the isotope level which means before the production becomes uh, a serum or a oxide the stage before chemical stage before they have a tendency to take too much positive from the top of salt water. It's it the 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 entire production is in salt sea salt water. Uh, when they get on the top, they get uh, so uh, positive charge that they fall down. They become uh, uh, heavier than uh, air molecules. Then they go down. And as soon as the same particles that are now about to get sick in the tank, so you have to throw all the tank away, as soon as those particles hit the, the bottom, uh, it gets a negative charge. And so it gets lighter, lighter to, to water molecules. So they go up and down, up and down. And it looks bizarre. But what it means is that the entire production is done with. You have to throw it away. And this is important because all, if you know, if you want to understand the enemy, then you really have to uh, picture this, how what it really looks like. And you know, I've been struggling with uh, Dr. Anna because she's she's working with the four thousand microscope, yeah, which means that she will never get to the to the to the vision of, like I said in in Dubai, there were rumors that that. Um, uh, nanochemical sink is uh, heptagons and we knew that uh, copper oxide is pentagons and in between them you have graphene oxide which is uh, uh, six shaped 666 you know? <laughs> yeah of course it is 666 um, Astrid close, this, close out part one uh, right now for, for the next minute then we'll start part two okay So what do you? What oh, do you, you, you would like about? me to say something? Yeah, yeah, I want you to talk <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, yeah. Well, you know, uh, Tobian, thank you so much. We need to go deeper into this with your expertise, because uh, one of the problems with all the people starting to look into something they don't know, is that they find it, but they don't have the methodology that you have to explain. And exactly. at me as a, 
biological, but also a public health reviewing science. I see incoherence in the methodology and, and I see the narrative is completely wrong. And now what you're saying starts to make sense that we are beside, I look forward if you could really uh, make pictures so we can learn. And yeah. I'm sure this video is going to I go very pictures. far. I have pictures of, of <laughs> graphene. Uh, uh, when, when graphene dries out, like it does in hydrogel, it's a, hydrogel is a pocket, right? A, a gluey pocket transparent you can see straight through it it looks like glass pieces when you when you see it uh, in some blood samples but it's far from being glass it's just that it's um it's about to become it's it's a you know when it looks like glass it is between a nano capsule and a nano crystal got it yeah so this is this is very good. I'm going to bring a, a show, another show on probably next week with Dr. Anna Milhoff Shaw, Thorbjorn, if he's available, and Astrid, and we're we're going to dive deeper into this because this is just the beginning. We need to all be educated on this. This is the end of part one. People stick around because tomorrow night you're going to get part two, and we'll go there. Thank you. Hello, this is James Grimbit with. Decentralized.media here on Unrestricted Warfare. Part two of the show is right now. We're going to dive deep into Black Death Graphene Plague, episode 47. Maybe it's 48 now. It doesn't matter to me. The, the point is we're getting the truth out on terraforming the human body. That is what they're doing to all of us. They're doing it through multiple vectors. It's a full attack uh, assault on God's creation, and it's going to impact us physically the ones who are living and is definitely impacting the human body. Robert, I would like you to weigh in on the dangers of the human body from part one. Please go ahead. Yeah, unmute yourself. Yeah. One more time. There, there's many ways to be transfected uh, by these, um, uh, forever chemicals and uh, uh, graphenated hydrogel. Uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, in fact, uh, uh, we got into a little more detail. I know we need to get more into the detail as it relates to uh, the hydrogel, the synthetic uh, components of uh, hydrogel. Uh, basically, my theory on this is hydrogel is, is, is a capsid uh, to deliver uh, a very potent amount of uh, graphene oxide using uh, spectroscopy, directed energy uh, spectroscopy. Uh, our team has been able to evaluate, and we also published this in July, uh, the actual contents uh, of the vaccines. Uh, and, and we evaluated those in 2021. We published in 2022. Uh, all four of the major vaccines, one of them have, has now been taken off the market, which is AstraZeneca because it caused too many people to, to die, is uh, they all contained uh, uh, graphene oxide, all of them. Where people get confused about this is they don't realize uh, many don't realize that there was an experiment going on, a worldwide experiment. And in the initial inoculation, the batches that we had, only 5% contained the graphene oxide. 
The second shot was ranging anywhere from 25 to 50%. The boosters were anywhere from 75 to 100%. And so what was going on from my perspective where they're targeting specific people, specific areas, specific cities, and experimenting on the efficacy of probably the tolerance, uh, you know, et cetera, on injecting a known cytotoxic, genotoxic magnetic material and how that would interact with uh, what Anders has been uh, finding is the release of 4G, 4G plus uh, frequencies and also 5G. My theory or hypothesis is Wuhan was one of those experiments and where not only were these folks in Wuhan inoculated and graphinated, I'm saying inoculation, but there are other ways they could be transfected. Could have been the water, the food. Robert, if you don't mind, I'd like to interject with you on this one point, because this is a key point for the audience. Um, to back what you're saying, there is uh, through my colleagues at the Epoch Times, which you used to uh, write for, the Chinese, they, they got uh, wind in November that August of 2019, Wuhan City was inoculating the mass population with a new, new kind of flu shot in August before the, the school semester. That's the cover story. Wuhan on the 18th of October, 2019, turned on 20% of its 10,000 5G uh, antenna arrays in that city. They they held the, the World Military Games that same day. Event 201 happened the same day, no accident, the 18th of October, 2019, write that day down. All that, all that happening at the same time. By the end of the year, Wuhan was 100% a super Wi-Fi city. I don't you know, it was one giant hotspot. All of the 5G 10 arrays were, were turned on at one time. And then you started seeing people drop dead in the street the following week. And people said it was the virus. It was COVID. It was this, was that. It was actually my opinion. And, and the combination of what Dr. Robert Young is, is uh, alluding to, I believe, is the inoculations of the flu shot, which was probably mRNA technology at that time, with, with whatever. Because Chinese makes makes most of the, of the ingredients in these COVID vaccines, by the way and exposure to 5G. Robert, continue. Yeah, we didn't find much uh, RM in, uh, uh, in, in genetic material, uh, DNA, uh, uh, MR, uh, you know, these uh, RNA uh, so-called shots. They're not, they're not DNA RNA shots. You know, for 40 years, we've been using genetic material from animal sources to direct specific vitamins, minerals, and herbs to specific areas of the body. And we've used radioactive isotopes to actually track it. So these this this technology go, it goes back 40 years. They you they were using because there's a very small amount. It's a it's a nothing burger. When they start calling these mRNA, it it it, it just infuriates me because they're not. They're graphene. They're graphenated. They're using hydrogel to deliver the package. They're using mRNA or DNA to direct this targeted weapon to specific areas of the body, reproductive, heart, and brain. The technology in this is to graphenate people as, 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 a, as a material that can then interact or connect humans to the internet 
of brains, the internet of bodies, the internet of things, whatever you want to call it. So the virus is a combination of graphene, N4G, 4G+, and 5G. The 5G, when it's activated, and when it was activated in Wuhan, was interacting with those who had been graphenated. I'm not saying that the synthetic toxins, you know, were not there too, because we've tested all of these. We've tested the blood. We're probably the only lab in the world that's testing the interstitial fluid. So most people don't know across the veil that 10% of the vascular, uh, uh, the vascular fluid only represents 10% of the total body fluids. So what about the other 90%? The blood constantly is purifying itself to protect it for the, the body to stay alive. Without the blood, you're dead. Okay, so if that, like I said, if that pH varies from 7.36 and drops below 7, you're dead. We're talking three-tenths of one point. So the blood has to get rid of it. The doctors are right. The blood has to purify itself, but where are they pushing that material? Where are they pushing pushing the graphene? Where are they pushing the hydrogel? Where are they pushing the phosgene? My God, we're finding phosgene in the interstitial fluids. That is a bioweapon, phosgene. And we're not talking about East Palestine, where they, they ignited bilinidine dichloride and produces phosgene. It's in their blood, too. But we're talking about London, England. What is phosgene, a nerve agent? And you can only create it if you burn bilinidine dichloride to produce phosgene. And it's restricted by international law. You can't transport it. You can't even use it. What is it doing in the bodies of human beings? Okay, so that that, that brings up the question, chemtrails, it brings up transporting you know this this material and burning like they did in east palestine and yep. they called it vinyl chloride so the bottom line we as humanity are being transfected with a variety of many chemicals and we've been in 90 days in testing vaccinated and unvaccinated in an off not not in the u.s because it would never be allowed <laughs> You cannot, you cannot test for phosgene. You cannot test for bilinidine dichloride. You cannot test. A lab will not test for concentrations of graphene oxide. That's blood. They don't even test for interstitial fluid. That's a whole different discussion. So what went on in Wuhan was a calculated experiment to poison people through inoculation they called the flu vaccine, you know, to provide some sort of pseudo-immunity, which immunity is not found in the white blood cells. It's found in the fluids of the body. Injecting a magnetic material, whatever it might be, okay? It doesn't have to necessarily be mag uh, graphene, graphene oxide because we were finding copper oxide. We were finding you know, ferric oxide. I mean, they were experimenting with different oxides, which carry a positive charge. Being amplified it, amplified it, fied at whatever the frequency or wattage it was being put out at, frequency, 
in this case it's microwave at 2.4 gigahertz and then being amplified okay within the body to to is 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 unbelievable it is up to terahertz from megahertz to terahertz this is this is a total event that could destroy humanity as we know it today yep. so people started dropping over dead in wuhan not from a virus that came from from zoonotic you know bat from from a source of a bat or animal or what have in a market i don't know why we believe these fairy tales that's not what happened what happened is these people were transfected with an inoculation and that's not the only source they can be transfected with water and anders is going to cover that because water here again you cannot live for more than four or five days without water and all of our water i say all of it is being tra transfected with graphene oxide and other magnetic materials and other you know what to, to take out plastics with residues of graphene in there whatever it is it's not meant to be in the body correct so that's what happened in wuhan and that experiment was then taken out worldwide with a pseudo phantom virus which has never been purified or isolated and no one we have the letters from all the countries no one has ever purified an isolation of the novel coronavirus, period. It doesn't exist. In fact, in fact, we have a million and a half euro reward for anyone that can prove the purification and uh, purification and isolation of a, any virus. I don't care if it's HIV. On Luc Montaner, before he died, and you can smile and laugh at this all the time. You need to listen to this. Luke confessed before he died that he had never, never purified an isolation of HIV. So put that in your, in your mouth and smoke that. Because the bottom line is there is no virus. There is no virus. There is no virus. This is caused by chemical poisoning and radiation. Wake up, world. Because and if you don't, and nanotechnology. If you don't, you're not going to be around. Thank you, Robert. Um, Anders, we're going, we're that was very good. Love the passion. Uh, because we we got we're fighting the demons, we're fighting the demonic side. You got to realize that. Hope you understand that after four years of a uh, thousand episodes of Grunbig here. Anders, you wanted to, I've given uh, multiple participants share. Do you want to uh, start your PowerPoint? Do you want me to start it? Go ahead, Anders. Floor is yours. Uh, yeah. And to, and to the scientists, yes. Uh, yes, can I ask a, a, you know, a, a question? Way in. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, Robert, um, we've discussed this before, but uh, when you talk about all right uh astrid you're, you're coming and broken up um, maybe maybe if you turn off your if you turn off your video astrid listen to me yes you're coming in broke you're coming in broken oh, up oh no wait i'm 
<laughs> we, can we can barely we can barely hear you're very choppy so if you could turn off your video that, that gives you more bandwidth with the audio can you do that like this yeah yes i have done it is this better yeah it's a lot better yes. now we can hear you okay so oh sorry so yeah it's an important question uh that i keep on uh thinking and and asking now uh when we talk about biology can we make the difference and can robert tell us about this we have discussed a little bit about it but now in everything uh you found rob the difference between natural biology synthetic biology mimicking biology and transhumanist tech of another kind and even i would go beyond this with uh, alien technology <laughs> that, because that... it is a big worry today about really talking about mode RNA and bio nanotech in the names even of the vaccines. So, you know, when you say, yeah, mRNA, I take like, no, this is synthetic biology or tech, only tech. So how much percentage did you find from the beginning? Or could you, you give a clue of how can we distinguish, what can we distinguish and what can we not distinguish in this whole transhumanist agenda? Robert, can you answer in three minutes? Go ahead. Yeah, in three in in three minutes. Yes, we found a very small amount of mRNA in the original vials. They have may may have altered it. They may have included other ingredients. I mean, this is multi-dimensional, so they they uh, or at least two-dimensional. Uh, you know, but, can but you as certify? far as identifying as far as Robert, identifying can you certify? the synthetic biology. Uh, the hydrogel, yes, it is present. I, I would I would equate that to to a carrier of whatever they are adding to it. When I when I say that, when you're looking at, I, I wished I had some more of my pictures here. I could actually show you the cage uh, of uh, graphene oxide, very similar to the cage of of zeolite. The only difference is its zeta potential. One is negative, one is positive. And there is a process that we work with um, at one of the major labs in Kansas uh, to be able to to be able to develop a negative charge zeolite that was less than 15 nanometers in size, all the way down to one nanometer. And we have some pictures of that uh, when we look when we look at the uh, scanning and transmission microscopy uh maybe i could show you those very quickly this is when, not when a three look, minute, look this forward. is not a three minute answer no robert right i know it's almost like another show when we get images well, if you look at if you look at here you can you can actually see the uh go ahead uh the 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 graph the graphene oxide uh, here on the right, uh, in combination with E. coli that was picked up, and you can also see it, uh, the measurement here, yep. uh, scale, uh, which was in that case, uh, I think, uh, I can't see it behind me, but I think it's 100 uh, nanometers and less. This is, a, this is a cluster of graphene to the left. And if we compare that then to uh, the construct of uh, zeolite, then it's very interesting. And then as we measure 
we measure the interstitial fluids and the blood of vaccinated and unvaccinated people, we're finding graphene oxide, we're finding phosgene, we're finding forever chemicals, synthetic biology, polyethylene glycol, and these are being reduced up to 94% within 90 days by using an antidote. And that antidote is a similar construct of graphene oxide, which is its opposite polarity, which is zeolite. And so I may, I may have a picture of that here I can show you so you can see it. One second, I'll try to put it up as quickly as possible behind me uh, to be able to show you. Uh, but to answer your questions, as it relates to the amounts, I have put together what the, the pharmaceutical companies, a spreadsheet of what the pharmaceutical companies have declared that are in their vaccines and a separate list of ingredients, which we found which they did not disclose. And so I'll provide that list for you. Uh, so you have that. Uh, uh, in fact, there, there, there it is right there. Perfect. Uh, so what you're, what you're seeing there is, is a very similar construct, a hexagonal uh, construct of zeolite. You can count the sides, one, two, three, four, five, six, six sides, hexagonal, multi-structured it's a cage now here again this is a hypothesis the hypothesis the theory is that when we introduce this product as a nanocolloidal product into the body uh, uh orally that this and this is the only thing they're doing the people that are part of this study they're getting five drops under the tongue twice a day that within the first 35 days, we had reductions of anywhere from 52 up to 94% broad spectrum across the board of 10 different, let's say, from aluminum oxide, graphene oxide, to phosgene, to polyethylene glycol, uh, to polypropylene. I mean, it's a whole list of compounds I wanted to evaluate. We saw by just adding this colloidal technology as a antidote, possible antidote, I will add, to this technology, we have seen progressive reductions. Even though we have continual exposure and transfection coming from our water and our food and our air, and even in aspirin and paper straws and Tampax and antibacterial soap, these are all carriers where people, these are all been transfected with this technology, when I say graphene oxide, that people are being exposed to. Yep. Within 90 days across the board, there is a 74% reduction in all heavy metals, including graphene oxide, uh, uh, metals and technology, nanotechnology, and also forever chemicals like polyethylene glycol, uh, these are all being taken out. That's after 90 days, 74%. And this may be the solution to the pollutions. This might be one of the solutions to the pollutions. All right, uh, Andrew, it's your turn. You're up 
Uh, get into the PowerPoint deck. Got to unmute yourself as well, Anders. <clears throat> I have to do a lot of stuff in short time. So I need to be selective. So I'm not going to do uh, all of this. I have a long show if I would do all of that. But let's say um, this is just something of information. So I'm trying to find ask questions and testing hypothesis. And uh, we have talked about EMF. Yeah. EMF and 5G are, we believe, the cause of the so-called COVID-19. The jabs are adding these so-called LNP, hydrogel, and nanometals, not one, many. The two of them are working together, and the effect is much worse. And we can see that from the excess mortality, it is much worse after the jabs, but it is also quite bad in some 5G cities, just the 5G. So the symptoms is that people who are exposed to strong IMF, EMF, yeah. they will kind of lose their breath, the energy, the oxygen. It's not a lung disease, it is a lack of oxygen. Something is not working here. Here we go. Here you go. So, so here we go into some kind of hypothesis. Let's say when your oxygen drops, your pH drop. Okay. When you add graphene, etc., it is positive charged particles, which may additionally contribute to a lower pH. And this goes on and on. I don't need to go there. We have his history for the problem of, let's say, acidity come from uh, food or wrong food, sugar, bad acids, alcohol, etc. We have old problems, but we have the new problems, which are the new technologies of 4G plus 5G and nanochemicals, nanometals, toxins. And we are kind of asking questions, what are... Uh, the reason for an accelerated excess mortality, is it uh, what the poison was or is it ongoing and what is coming ongoing? Is there an ongoing feed of nanometals, nanochemicals and ever stronger EMF? So this is two and a half, three years ago uh, where they find there is basically an overlap of symptoms from radiation poisoning yeah. and the claimed COVID disease. Okay. So these are the same story. The question is, where is the sources from the different nano-poisoning? It is geoengineering food, vaccines. And the question is, is it also in the water? So the history is that we have getting, or some people are getting into a too low pH. And it is the reason which we know from to the past. We have the new sources of pollution and radiation. Uh, and those 
all of them separately and combined can have the effect that they kill your cells, kill your red blood cells, and your oxygen level drops. And that in turn, I say, lower your pH. So you have a radical fall in pH. And it could be only from the 4G, 5G, if you have the antennas close to you. Uh, it could be the combined effect of the jabs and the combined timeline of those two. And these are, let's say, theories. Uh, and the idea is that these are bringing down your pH in a fast, brutal way. And it might be that hydroxychloroquine and stuff like that might give a shot in a way to lift your pH up by 0.2 or something. And that might be the healing effect. So this is, let's say, ongoing. And the question is, it's not stopping. We see it going on. So we have the theory that this is coming ongoing recently from tap water. So I've been looking into the patents and science articles into nanofilters containing graphene quantum dots and plastics like uh, polymers. And these are being installed around your home, Astrid, like, you know, Suez or water company in US, General Electric, uh, Doe, uh, etc. These companies are now claiming that they work with this new technology. They work with nanofilters, and it happened the last few years. So this is a source which is coming additionally to what was, let's say, assumed to be out of geoengineering. There are clear articles in published papers where they show the theory. This is about six years old. Uh, article. They call it for um, carbon nanotubes. Okay. So these are um, combined with also nanotubes or films out of poly polymer. And these are mainly in nano size, but partly poly polymer also in, let's say, micro size. And they can write about this, uh, how it works. This is in the papers and we can see how they classify what is inorganic nanoparticles and organic. And I know they are lying because they are referring to lipids as these are, uh, let's say, um, organic lipid. But we know that maybe most of those lipid nanoparticles which were used, they were synthetic and they wanted to create the positive charge, which they did. The technology is described, how the cleaning works. Uh, it is one kind of presentation for the carbon nanotubes and another one for the um, polymer. We can see <laughs> the wording. Um, they start, the elevated levels of global warming have led to variation, so and so and so. So we see the type of people who is writing that. And they are writing bad about the old technologies, and they are writing fantastic about the new nanotechnology. And uh, it is interesting to see that it's been widely absorbed into 
the huge companies providing the water in water treatment, but on the other side, FDA have not approved graphene oxide for use in food. So, but allowing it into the water, the, those who process the food, they use the nanocarbonated, graphenated water to produce food. So, but it's not allowed in food. But how come it can be allowed in water and not in food? Okay, they know something, but it's not fantastic story. Others, so, others uh, I, I just want to uh, add that there is no graphene oxide possible to make in the nanochemistry without lead. So you see, you have a mix yeah, not of yeah. lead yeah. and, and yeah, uh, graphene. Yeah, so it's not, it's even worse, let's say. But here you can see great big companies like Doe, like Suez. In Europe, we know a lot about Suez. And I didn't know until recently that GE water is now a part of Suez water. So it is, the big companies have been using this. And this is two years ago. This is January 2022. Yeah. So they they are writing about the dangers of GO, so they know about the risk. So uh, then they write, we need to be very careful, but they have massively introduced this technology in the drinking water, and they know, I think, that it's leaking, that it's not, uh, that it leaves nanoparticles of graphene tubes and plastics in the water. They are writing about the risk, that both of the health of inhaling that, that means if you get it in the air or in the water, uh, it's also a big uh, unknown situation in the environment. And it is a big problem like bioaccumulation, like lead, like heavy metals. Yeah. It is interaction with biological molecules it is indirect toxicity and direct to toxicity so there's a lot of uh, warning lights blinking red so they are writing about proper risk assessment but it is fully implemented in the water system so the same what is for graphene we also find for plastics so they use combined a filter system with nano graphene and nanoplastics and nanoplastics is to a big extent nanopolymer yes so, uh, uh, Anders, i can i can add that in the vaccines or on the test pins and stuff there there is no uh, polymer there is no plastic it becomes plastic as one of the of, of many results from nanofiber you see so you have a huge uh, field of, of nano, different nanofibers. So for example, when, when a protein, a fraction of a protein from hydro, uh, uh, hydroparasites or, or um, uh, you know, or, uh, the other parasite, uh, Morgellon, once it hits the, because all of the super, um, all of the nanochemistry particles are, are superconducting. And in this sense, 
it actually means superconductivity. It means that once the protein from one of those parasites hit the wall from this gluey stuff called hydrogel, then the hydrogel gets protein. That's why it becomes white or beige. And, and that's why or how it becomes so bizarre in the shape when, when the doctors are taking them out of the, of the veins. They look like, like small monsters. They can, they can get up to a one meter long. And where do they get the color from? And where do they get the shape from? Well, that will be the fractions of protein. So, so, so it's extremely important to understand that there is no oxide in the vaccines. You see, it's only liquid plasma. In nanochemistry, we have, we have liquid plasma where all the particles are fractionized so much so that out of one molecule, you have suddenly thousands of molecules and they're all the same. And if you mix them with, for example, um, an oxide or a liquid plasma from titanium, um, strontium, uh, or um, uh, uh, even, even um, um, what is the strongest glue uh, uh, in the world? Um, epoxy so you you make yeah. uh, nanochemical liquid plasma out of epoxy and no wonder that doctors have a hard time to cut the 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 monsters inside you see so uh, hydrogel is not dangerous in itself so how, how come that hydrogel becomes dangerous? It's because there has been another particle. Those are called pure nanoparticles. They're black and they're sharp like razor blades and they cut in the veins, micro cuts that only D-dimer tests can, can discover. You need a D-dimer test to see those micro cuts. Once you have them inside, the hydrogel uh, connects to the to the vein, and so it's not part of the bloodstream anymore. And then, once the 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 parasite proteins, the the fragments hits the the wall, it becomes an animal, a, a you know half living animal, and synthetic, and, half synthetic, yeah, exactly. Okay, and we move it redshift. You you try to cut it. And you find out it's like nylon because they use nylon as well. No? Yes, yes. Okay. So we move on. So so this is, let's say, the technology in the filter system, how it is supposed to work. It is uh, technology described six, eight years ago, and it is widely in use. So what I can say is that what you started with, James, is that uh, I heard yeah. from some contacts in the in UK that they find these uh, ribbons in the English drinking water and they find it in Australia and I believe they find it all over. So so this is uh, a concern and we don't know really how much of it it is. So there is a need to do investigation testing. It's quite easy, but it needs quite good labs. 
Okay. I have another study here, kind of. This is to do with the, um, the connection of chemicals to GM, gene-modified seeds. And um, in parallel to these changes of the water, or maybe preceding, there has been a massive increase of and monopolizing of seeds. Uh, and I hear from friends all over that this is directive coming out from United Nations, from EU, USA, uh, and it is connected to these big centers, which then I believe have been corrupted by Monsanto, Corteva, USA, Syngenta, which I believe was uh, Aust uh, Swiss or Austria, but now is Chinese. So these markets have been monopolized and they have been pushing uh, the farmers. You cannot sell your corn, your beans, without using uh, this technology. That's the rules in the big states. However, Russia, they started to stop this about eight years ago, and they found uh, problems not only in the chemicals, the pesticide, but also in the seeds. This GM seed is made in order to be able to use much more pesticides to increase the yield. And all of these chemicals like Roundup and new version of that is accumulating in both humans and animals. And when we eat animal meat or fish farming fish, it can be the same. So there's an accumulation of toxins also to a big extent coming from uh, GM food. And it may mainly be because of the increased use of pesticides. But this has happened the last 10 years or so in a much bigger scale than ever. I have a friend in Bosnia and he told me that they can still use normal seed, but in Croatia, they are only allowed to use GM seed. Wow. So these decisions by EU. Of course. So there is, there is a monopoly and the top three or five companies controls 70% of the market in some cases. And it is two kind of German companies, let's say, the, the buyer now, they, they don't use Monsanto so much. Uh, it's Bayer and, and Badische. And then you have Syngenta, which is now owned by uh, Chem China. Yep. So, so this is quite scary. And this type of uh, business practices of monopoly and central decisions or regulations are pushing this. And this is global and this is really bad. So to jump out of this, maybe you take a couple of questions before I move to next section. Well, why don't you, uh, right. Anyone got any questions, Astrid? Here. Well, I I have a more uh, remarks on um, the fact that uh, this there is a war on water at the United Nations since I would say fifteen years, and yep. that ne Nestle were, was one of the the NGOs that were non political independent were fighting this already at that time. I want to say that the the fact that even Moderna has contaminated the whole valley 
of uh, where I grew up, where the mountains and skiing, they have put mercury in the water and it has contaminated the whole land. Even the, the farmers were very unhappy. So it is not new. Uh, it is a political tool and even cholera in Haiti and Yemen and everything. So, I, I mean, this is just another, the next level of, of water and food contamination because you cannot see it. And like Torbjörn said, you cannot even measure it because you need the right microscope. And and it is not written in the ICD, the International Classification of Disease. So we are in a no man's land for trying to harness not only what they say, but to attack them. Uh, it is it is a whole new scene, a criminal scene, I would say, or public health. Yeah. So I, this I think is important to say. Yeah. So it's, uh, okay. Yeah. My, you know, my my microscope is uh, is capable of uh, one thousand one hundred sixty times, and uh, what type what type of microscope is it? Uh, China, very cheap. But it's, oh, really? it, it's in color. It's in colors. And what I have done is to take uh, uh, nanochemical sink and made made it dry out. And I have made uh, nanocrystals, and they're beautiful to look at. This was not a technology that was supposed to get inside the body whatsoever. Yeah, you can drink liquid plasma. Because it will, it will, it, it will be part of of your your seventy to ninety percent uh, water, but you you cannot mix them. You see, because every time you mix one li liquid plasma with another, they will mutate, and so th that's one one of the ways they do it. And the other way they do it is using voltage. You see, because initially every time you finished. Uh, a nanocapsule production or nanocrystals, then they are positive. They they come naturally positive. Uh, they're they're approximately you know I've measured it and it's it's between three hundred seventy to five hundred millivolt. Uh, so same thing for nano pure nano uh, particles, and today listen to this. Today we have two different nanoparticles. One that is completely black, looks like a mushroom, and they grow. They, you, they don't wait for you to grow, they grow on its own. Then we have the new nanoparticles, which is weird, because here we go again with the number six. Um, it's a black shaped, th these are the ones that are referred to as the uh, sharpest, as razor blades. They are black with a with a perfect hole in the center, and they have six small gray spots on them. And so you have to understand the size of this because when you know when you get an illustration of what it looks like, one would think that you have a billion of Chinese sitting there on a micro level putting putting perfectly six spots on that's not possible. It's it's such uh, deep down in microcosmos that you won't reach them. There is no way to reach them. So it has to be through chemistry, like the surprise of, of changing graphene oxide into uh, carbon nanotubes, right? Okay, so 
those when you when you put those two black particles together then let's say that you you want to think logically where does the six perfectly placed black uh, gray spots on the black background where do they come from and and how come that there is the perfect hole in the center it is giving it voltage you give because there is a huge difference be, be, between giving voltage to um, to some kind of oxide or liquid plasma of that oxide, and then use nanoparticles. Because you see, the importance of pure nanoparticles, either uh, the, the 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 ones with hole and and gray six gray spots, or the entire black ones, without them. You cannot create one single graphene um, nanochemical oxide. Not one of them. They're all based on the same material. So the the story about nanoparticles is that they they have been here for quite a long time. They the, it is the opposite product of what we called um, um, uh, monatomic particles. So non monatomic particles is white nanoparticles are black and they grow like mushrooms from uh, meteors and they're kilometers down the ground and so the, the opposite product came to this story about the peasant in, in some place in the united states when he found the the entire field full of uh monatomic particles so we're very close to to actually be able to produce monatomic particles, which is the mana, you know, it's the it's the opposite of evil. It is the 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 holy grail of of, of uh, as much chemistry as alchemy, you know. And uh, so that's okay. a great promise. Okay, great let's promise. try to finish uh, the other part. But then <laughs> Sorry, you Anders. Anders, you yeah. got five minutes. Go ahead, speed round. Yeah. So I will uh, show something which is coming out of Edward Dode and his team. And uh, they have, this is what they have been showing, which uh, I uh, showed to Robert earlier. And they have found a graph which shows excess mortality in 2021 20, and 22 uh, in UK in the age group 15 to 44. And this is a dramatic um, uh, spike combination of death and disability links to cancer in UK in young age group and I looked at the bottom of this uh, Robert and I found a link to the source document and I made it wider so what they are showing is the excess what started 21-22 however when you go to the document you will find that uh, the the excess uh, mortality started actually in 2019-20 at the time of the launch of 4G plus 5G, which started in London late 2019. Yeah. So it is a dramatic increase started in, let's say, in this case, 2020. So this is uh, significant and it is prior to the jabs. Okay. Here you can see uh, a, a wider story and we can see that this is uh, started in 2019 and um, so this is um, 
showing it in two different ways. You have the percentage increase of the disease, excess death, and it is up to 80% in 2122 in percentage in this age group, uh, but it is also 20, uh, 33% in 2020 and about 17% for uh, female in 2019. So this shows that something happened earlier. So what I can, my hypothesis is that you have one EMF correlation early, you have a jab correlation, and you have the combined effect. And that you can see uh, on the death statistics of London versus UK or England. So you see that something happened, started late 2019 in London, which happened later in other places. So this correlates to what you see in statistics, which Addo don't want to talk about, that there is a second elephant being the 5G. Yeah, that's not Ed Dowd's background, just to be honest with you. you know, he, he he came from a hedge fund from BlackRock, so his background is statistics, yeah. and he's not looking at 5G. Just putting out there for the audience. Well, he, don't, Ed, he don't want to. I know that. Don't, don't worry about it. It's not important. He, he's given one spoke on the wheel. The wheel has many spokes on it, so don't worry about what he doesn't cover. Continue. Okay. The second story is about these things growing, and I, I might think that Torbjörn has a story on this, and uh, these things are growing and growing, and let's say uh, the question is how come they're growing, and this is a subject for different theories. They're growing this because if be... you, uh, on the sh they're growing because if you look seriously, have a serious look at Morgellon parasites or Hydra parasites, yeah. No matter how much you cut them, like in fragments, no matter, mm -hmm. they will grow. They, uh, every yeah. single one of those fragments will grow. Yeah, we agree. We agree on that. The question is, um, do they grow from the past or do they are fed by new supplies of um, material? Okay. Yes. This guy so was one guy who believed in that the, the spike is a risk. Okay. So this is, I'm theorizing this, and let's say Robert have clear opinion on this. So, so we believe, let's say, that there is no really mRNA who is producing spikes. It is, spikes are caused by either, let's say, radiation or poison, which is killing cells. And um, the process might be that the, Consequence is that your oxygen level drops, and that might be uh, a mechanism for how the pH drops. So, so this is a question whether the claim of this increase of spike protein is caused by the mRNA, uh, mRNA which is claimed, or it is caused by the ongoing attacks by poison and radiation. Okay. Can I, uh, Anders, just state that... Uh... Uh, in quantification of the RNA, uh, we used a specific qubit fluorescent probe, uh, Thermo Fisher. Uh, it only showed six nanograms per microliter of genetic material. This is a nothing burger. This is not about RNA or DNA. Spike protein is a symptom of cellular breakdown 
due to chemical and radiation poisoning. So it it, it supports uh, here again the the hydrogel theory. It supports the graphene theory or aluminum theory or whatever the chemical metal poisoning is. In addition to the EMF, these are the two elephants in the room. Anders, yes. can you come out of the uh, the slide deck now? I just want to jump to the end, if I can. You jump to the end because we are running out of time. Go ahead. Yeah, so this is, let's say, something I'm trying to work on, uh, and I hope I will have uh, a team. I had a good meeting uh, on Friday with a Norwegian uh, researcher. So I'm, tr I'm trying to define eight type of uh, cures to improve the health. One being that, let's say, normal one with the D-zinc, omega-C, etc. The second is the pH road. The third is the, the, re the reduction of the EMF, the 4G, 5G. Yep. The fourth is the body detox, um, inside or outside. You put it in like this um, masterpiece, or you put some clay type of stuff on your skin. Uh, you need to look at the drinking water and how to clean the water. You cannot trust the municipal source anymore. You need to look seriously into your, to improve your diet, what you eat and what you drink. And I believe that you need to exercise moderately, not extremely. Um, I think there is a correlation between body fat and acidity. I'm not sure what Robert will say on that, but if you are, at least there are many diseases linked to that. And we know that there are both biological and synthetic parasites. And we believe that uh, hydroxychloroquine or let's say pine needle or ivermectin uh, might be uh, remedies for these. So, uh, so these are eight categories. I, uh, thank you. Can you? All right. That we you could. I would recommend putting that into an article at some point. Uh, can you go out of this? Because we've got to wrap up the show now. Exit. Just yep. put stop at the top. Thank you. All right. Very mm -hmm. good. Thank you, Anders. Yes, there's there's a lot going on. There's many spokes to the wheel. There's at least two elephants in a room. I agree on the chemical toxin uh, angle. And I agree on the EMF for sure. Uh, everyone, uh, close out in thirty seconds. It's yeah, we're we're there. I'm gonna bring Astrid and some others back, and I bring Robert back in a separate show, and I bring Pierre and Anders back in a different show because it's just too many people, too many specialists here for one show or even a two-parter. Right. So we can really dive into these di different conversations. They're extremely important, Astrid. 30 seconds, close out. I'll be bringing you on soon. Go ahead. No, uh, well, thank you to all because uh, this is bringing new uh, evidence and we, we we are climbing the tree of uh, truth, I would say, and elevation in, in knowledge. Uh, I, I just want to just make two remarks. Um, uh, the, the latest news is there is no spike. Uh, it is a, a protein that has an anomalia. It's from a research in December and Professor Raoult, many are saying it. So it is a clue to stop the narrative of spike mRNA virus COVID and this stuff. And the second is just to say that EMF, I, it's much more than that. This is the people from CERN telling me in Astrid, we know there is more than that in, in uh, the 5G and in the street lamps and in the video, you know, the, the, 
the the TV, the, and, the cameras you see in the and street. in the LEDs in your house, and in the LED yes. bulbs in the United States in particular, in smart meters and so on. That's a different show. Here, yeah. So take care of yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Astrid. Here, thirty seconds. We'll bring you back on the show at a different time. Go ahead. Um, thanks. Um, uh, we are looking into very. Uh, sophisticated technology and uh, they're far ahead uh, what we have known uh, with, with this technology. Uh, what, what's our goal is maybe as we go now looking into this technology, we also uh, uh, know we are spiritual beings. So we have to combine uh, the knowledge of, of what we know about technology, but also our own spiritual forces to fight this deeper part of, of of this battle. Thanks. Very good. Anders, go ahead. 30 seconds. Yes. So um, obviously it is an all-out war uh, and um, most people are not aware of these issues. Uh, and we need to work to teams, one, to define... A, information strategy to get information out and second to link that to protocols or multiple ways to improve the health and to stop these main two attacks which is radiation and pollution thank you thorbjorn pleasure to meet you first time you are fascinating in the world of graphene and nanotech 30 seconds skull uh you're, you're muted can you unmute yourself do you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, thank you so much for having me. Um, I would like to tell people, uh, get a distillator, water distillator. Once you have the drops from the, the water distillator, you clean it. Uh, you revitalize re 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 with, uh, for example, French clay or... Uh, what I do is to use uh, uh, nanochemical uh, zinc uh, liquid plasma, so the 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 vitality in the water gets gets on a nice good level because yeah. we need, uh, as Dr. Young said, we really need to drink uh, water, you know. Yeah, I and agree. We have to, I agree. Under the top of uh, watch the waters, right? Yeah, no, watch the water. So, Dr. Henry Ely been on past shows with me. He uh, did a Amazing presentation on distilling your own water three times, right? To where it becomes a, when frozen, it becomes a snowflake in, in new structures, a brand new structure. Robert Young, always a pleasure to have you. 30 seconds, go ahead. I'll try to do this in 30 seconds really, really fast. But the bottom line, I think we all agree, is, is we have to have clean, purified, ionized, alkaline, functionally structured water. And that pH needs to be a minimum of 10 pH with an ORP of at least negative 450 millivolts in a monomolecular state is all. So no more than four to six cluster monomolecular. But you have to prepare. This is an emergency. This has to be non-electric. So under using vortex and pressure, distillation is one way to do it. Another way is through a filtration system that works on hydropressure that will vortex that water and push it under pressure to split the water clustering apart. That product is available now. 
It's called the Watermark One. You can get it at phmiracleproducts.com. It's the only product that will handle the purification, ionization, alkalization, and functionally structured with no electricity added. It's all under pressure and vortex. This is a vortex water. So water's gonna be the key to this, folks. There's other keys, but we can talk about those some other time. But thank you, James. Thanks for the platform. God bless you. God bless America. God bless Norway. God bless all the countries of the world. God bless humanity. Every life is precious. We're going to win this war. We're going to win the war against the demonics. Once and for all, there'll be no more wars when this is all over. That I can promise you. Why it's in Revelation. Go read it. Thank you very much, everyone. See you later in the week. I get SG and on on my show on Wednesday. It's going to be a powerhouse. Thank you. Thank you.